Today, I'm talking to my son, Will, on what teenagers wish their parents knew. Girl, get ready to take notes. I know I am. Let's do this. Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Y'all, today I'm talking with my son, Will. He's an 18-year-old senior graduating high school and headed to college. He played high school tennis. He's a lifeguard, an avid basketball player. (laughs) He's a great friend collector and child number two of four. And guys, he has agreed to give us a few insights into helping build stronger relationships with our teens. I interviewed over 30 moms by Zoom, phone calls, and text. And the number one fear they said at the very end was, I fear that my kids will leave home for college or wherever they go, and they'll never come back. The biggest thing is, is building relationships with our kids. Are you ready? I'm so excited. I'm going to be taking notes. I'm going to be learning along with this as well. So on this podcast, we're talking about creating strong relationships with our kids, making memories and building a legacy. So Will, thanks for representing teens today and helping us moms better understand where you guys are coming from. So thank you. (laughs) It's no problem. Uh, I like that you're hyping me up at the beginning. You're going to make me blush. <laughs> yeah, and I actually, you know, bribed you with food and coffee for later, right? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> step one to setting up good relationship, <laughs> bribery. <laughs> bribery. Feed your kids, right? You know, I was reading this article the other day, and I was actually interviewing all the teens that were at our house last night. And I asked them, I was like, so what, you know, what do teens want parents to know? And it kept coming up. They said, don't make every conversation a lesson. I thought, oh, my gosh, I've totally broken this rule because I have a story for every, you know, drug use, fentanyl, car crash. You know, (laughs) you know me. I've logged every Dateline episode as like a quick go to. (laughs) We're in the car and you tell something about like what happened to a kid today. In my head, I'm already thinking about a Dateline episode or something I've heard or seen. And I try to create a lesson from it. So what should we do instead? I mean, a surefire method is, you know, just... Usually, if we're telling you something, it's it's usually just to inform you to uh, let you know that you know at the very least we're succeeding outside of the house. <laughs> if we're going to any events, uh, hanging out with friends, uh, just you know, so you don't have to go to your you know your friends and say you know my son yeah, he's a hermit, he doesn't leave the house, he hasn't left his room in weeks. <laughs> so you don't want to you just want to be able to say what you want to say and us listen to it. Yeah, just you know some good banter. As a kid, you know, I did not like to be told what to do. Never. When I was 15 years old, I thought I knew everything. And I was definitely smarter than my parents. For sure. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But as parents, we have, you know, we've got a lot of experience. And so we love to share that experience. And we like to, you know, say like, look, this is the road that led me to heartache. We want to bubble wrap you. I want to keep you from getting hurt or from heartbreak or from this cruel world that I feel like can tear you down. But what would you say to a parent about just letting kids experience life on their terms? Well, uh, I, I guess it definitely comes from a place of perspective. 
for us, uh, what we're doing, uh, our actions, our the events we attend, all seem, you know, more insignificant. There's not we're not looking for a lesson to learn. We're looking. I mean, we're just chasing the dopamine, probably. You know, we're just looking to have fun, have a good time. I guess when you attach a lesson to everything, it, it might just put a damper on everything. We understand that uh, you guys have experienced all this before and that there are things to take away, lessons to learn, things for us to do better. But sometimes it feels like you might just be questioning our judgment or putting into ridicule some of the things we've done. And I don't think we come from that place, but it does definitely sound like that, right? No, it definitely depends on the delivery. Like if you come across as you know aggressive, then we take it to be more aggressive than what your words actually mean. Or if you come across as understanding, you can get away with saying some crazy stuff and we'll just nod, nod our head and agree. But then it makes you, how does it make you feel like the next time? It definitely like sits in the back of your head, right? Like when you're trying to maybe create a more personal relationship with your kid, uh, it definitely, they, they definitely operate more, I believe, in their subconscious when they see what's their immediate reaction. Is, is it like, you know, like a little bit of love? Is it a little bit of like, Anger, upset, I hope not, but disgust. <laughs> right, right. And I can see how that would make you probably be like a turtle going back in a shell to be like, hey, maybe I won't share that next time. Right. And that's the last thing that we actually want. We're like, we think that somehow we're providing enough information to them that they'll know next time, like, you know, all these things that are happening, but really you just, you know, just want to be heard, right? Right. Next time, just ask this question like, hey, I got a lesson if you want to hear it. Pique our Ooh, curiosity. <laughs> that's a good point. I've got a lesson. I've got a story if you want to hear it. <laughs> you guys will be like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but when we say yeah, we mean it. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good point. Okay. All right. So as moms, we know teenagers love their rooms, right? <laughs> and we laugh about how, you know, the the smell coming from the room, having three boys, it's like a gym sock, it, you know, and sometimes, you know, we want to spend time with you guys, but then the minute you guys come downstairs, you know, a parent might say, well, finally, you know, we thought you were never coming down. You know, I'm sure kids don't respond well to sarcasm. What is a, what's a different way we could say that we're, you know, what's a different answer? Hey, welcome <laughs> back. Dinner's ready. <laughs> oh, okay. I gotcha. So instead of like taking it down, like, oh, finally you made it down or yeah. you must not like us or. Maybe don't make it seem like a significant event that you're in your room. Just, you know, start up like any normal, any day conversation. All right. Just turn it into a positive or really don't say anything at all and just be like, dinner's ready. Right. Okay. Hmm. That's enlightening. Tell us about your room. <laughs> <laughs> well, first and foremost, it's, you know, our personal domain. That's where we spend the majority of our life. And I guess how you guys perceive it definitely has a big impact on us and how we see you. <laughs> because I'm sure like most people, we love our room. Like we have essentially free reign to do whatever we want in there, whether we want to choose to make it messy, uh, be loud, play music. It's a place where you can go where the outside world's influence has no effect on you. So you can imagine that has a pretty big significance to people. Yeah, I can see that, especially when we want to come in and rearrange it or clean it or 
you know, there's Pringles in there and you're probably like, uh, the Pringles are exactly where I wanted them to be. Or <laughs> how can you find something in your room, right? <laughs> well, if I drop something, I know where I put it. There's an organ, like, you know, there's an organized chaos to the rooms. Oh, that's a good point. I was watching this show, that movie Freaky Friday, you mm-hmm. know, where the parent and the daughter has, they switch places and suddenly the the daughter, the, the mom is having to go to high school and navigate that whole thing. Right. And where she's like, oh, you have the easiest life, daughter. Like, you don't have a job. You don't have to do anything. You don't have any stresses or pay bills like me. And when they switched places, the mom was shocked at how hard it was. You know, it, really, you guys are like coming home from a job, going to school for seven hours. And honestly, I don't think I could even do the math that you guys do. I, I mean, I know I can't. <laughs> You've asked right. and. I've gotten on those math apps, you know, to, to get the answer like I knew it, but I really didn't. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what's it like being a teenager, you know, going to school and navigating everything from social to exams. And then we come home and we're like, it's no big deal. You don't really have to do anything. Like, get over yourself. I'm the one that's got all the stuff going on. Okay. Uh, imagine for a sec that you have a job with seven bosses and you have a report due by the end of the week on something you have no understanding of. Your coworkers who are assigned to do the project with you are lazy or incompetent or trying to push the work on to you. And all the while, you're trying to hold back the frustration of being rejected by a girl or uh, your friends have been making fun of you a little too much. And then you have to come home and then your mom's like, look who came out of their room. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. It definitely creates, I guess, especially for teenagers and below who are, you know, prone to emotional outbursts. It creates a stressful situation. School being uh, five days a week, seven hours a week, uh, homework extending that to like maybe nine hours a day for some people, projects coming spontaneously, randomly. Imagine you're, you know, one of your seven bosses uh, isn't great at handling or distributing or, or, critiquing your work and so you need to follow up with him time and time again it's it's definitely a place where negative emotions are born (laughs) i can see that and then we come home and we're like what were you thinking or why don't you clean up your room or and you're like this is my sanctuary you know And, and i think too a lot of times we're very similar in the sense that i don't feel like doing something i want to procrastinate you know my room is messy I'm, I'm sure y'all have looked at my room sometimes <laughs> and like, mom, I thought it was your dad, but actually he's out of town and it, apparently it's me. <laughs> so, you know, we all have bad days. We all have things that we're going through. So we're racing, running here and there. And I, I ran into myself the other day on the 101. It was so stressful. You know how life can be and you just go, go, go and everything's busy. And then you bring home however you feel to the house, to relationships. And oftentimes the things we say Harsh things is not even about the other person. It's about ourself. Right. That's a good perspective. I like that. It's like having seven bosses. And then you got another one, you know, comes home and is like, take out the trash. That also brought me to the fact that as teens, especially during finals week, it can be stressful. And that's where we are right now, right? Everything can be anxious and just, you know, what does the future hold? And there's so much going on in this one impactful week. What would you like a parent to know about how you feel even like right now this week? Especially when we tend to, you know, kind of be on your back for 
grades and procrastination and all the things. Well, uh, understand for us, it's crunch time. I mean, a lot of us have been procrastinating for the last six months. Uh, the last two weeks of school is when we turn in our late assignments. We uh, retake tests. We're taking our finals. We're uh, really, this is this is the the point where every student, for greater for worse, is trying their hardest. And knowing too that you're getting ready, you're you know you just graduated, you're graduating high school this mm-hmm. week, and you're going to college. This is also emotional too. Like today, you were seeing maybe some of your friends or teachers for the last time. Yeah, yeah, I saw my networking teacher for the last time uh, today. I had him for four years. He's a really good mentor helped me in a number of ways you know he kind of led me towards the career I plan on getting in life so definitely there were some emotions there on the other hand there's my math teacher (laughs) I mean I don't think she took the time to learn my name by the end of the year so you know no hard feelings on that one poor teacher she's got like six classes of what (laughs) 50 students each (laughs) Nah. we're gonna give her a break too you know i i knew that you must really like this teacher a lot not only do you talk about them but you actually went out last night on your own to buy him a gift (laughs) (laughs) so i knew that this teacher meant a lot to you yeah he famously hates starbucks so i got him a 50 dollars starbucks gift card (laughs) oh no oh my gosh well, you know, I think oftentimes we do forget about all those things of, you know, we sometimes as parents, we make it about ourselves, just thinking, look, all these things I've got to do, all these, you know, this going on in my life. And it's just got to be so easy for you. And you guys are going through a ton of emotions and signing your last yearbooks. And it's been a, you know, four years of being in the grind, right? Right. Well, uh, on that, as a male, by male, for males, I, I think I can say that we don't feel emotion as strongly as I'm assuming my female counterpart does because like (laughs) the word significance has little significance on us (laughs) Uh, what you might perceive as you know being life altering or um, just completely awful and you never want to do something again we kind of have that like well, that happened. Neato. <laughs> kind of attitude. Move on. Yeah. That is true. I can see where us women are like, well, how are you feeling right now? And, you know, what is your mood like and getting in touch with? And probably the most shocking thing for me when I'm talking to you boys is I'm like, what are you thinking right now? We're on a walk. And instead of just letting it be organic and you just say what you want to say, we're kind of pushing it. And um, you'll be like, there's nothing in my head. <laughs> which I totally don't understand, <laughs> especially when women were oftentimes not compartmentalized. So everything's going on in our head from grocery shopping to the kids and their mental health and their physical well-being. And we've got lists. I mean, our brain is bursting every second of every day. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. A lot of the times we have nothing going through our heads. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? How is that possible? Not one chromosome is working. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, you're just chilling. I actually am a little jealous of that. I do sort of wish that, you know, I could just be more like that and not have to think all the time because my adrenal glands are just pushing and rocking and spurting and (laughs) I'm tired. Oh, goodness. So I've, I've got tons of questions here. Let's see. You've heard our whole lives growing up. Things like... 
well, I, I didn't have Google or we didn't even have the Internet. You know, we had one encyclopedia to do make all of our essays and all of our papers. And we didn't have an iPhone. We didn't have MapQuest. I mean, still to this day, I have no idea how I drove, you know, 50 miles and didn't get lost. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, our parents were like, we walked through snow uphill barefooted. And, you know, probably every generation were like, blah, 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 blah. But with social media, you know, mistakes maybe can feel more public and permanent. What are some woes that you guys are going through? Well, uh, personally, I don't use social media to broadcast my life as much as other people do, though I do know it is a massive issue with people who are trying to become popular or uh, really just spread their social media. But definitely social media has become what it was, I'd say, two, three years ago as a place where insecurities are bred to almost as a way to connect with other people to like prove that your own mistakes are human. Uh, when people like broadcast their life and they say they bombed a test, they uh, had an awful first kiss <laughs> or like they, they pissed their parents off in a way that you've done before. It definitely uh, connects you to the broader horizon. Okay, I've got that. And really showing your vulnerability and being authentic is really the way to go. But it does sound like we and, – and we do that too as a generation of social media. We want to say like, oh, look what our kids are doing and how great they are. And I know today I created a post and it had pictures of your graduation and some of the fun things that we've done. But I also said it was a long road to get here. And that while all these pictures look amazing and they are and we had a great time doing them, there were so many highs and lows getting to that place, right? There were tears and there were after dinner walks and hard conversations. And it was just all the ooey gooey in the middle. So I think it's important to use that. But yeah, we have all of our woes of like, we didn't have this and we don't have that. But you guys seem to be more like in the spotlight, whether you want to be or not, right? Yeah, definitely. That comes with, uh, you know, the age of technology. Uh, it, it feels like we've aged, you know. 30 years past our senior <laughs> back when uh, I'm sure, you, you know, you were in uh, the trailer park, you were learning mouth to ear. Anything you heard was through the filter of your parents, uh, your neighbors. That's just the world you lived in growing up. But um, uh, as we are, you know, all of our free time is clouded with like uh, video essays on YouTube or uh, social media influencers uh, doing something funny or stupid. And, you know, our brain works as we kind of just see uh, what they do. We see that they're doing wrong. And, you know, like training a dog not to pee in the carpet, <laughs> we kind of teach ourselves not to make their mistakes. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I love your perspective on this, son. Oftentimes I can come in like a general, you know, because sometimes it feels like hurting cats, especially when you guys were little, not now. But it would be easy to just be like, everybody get in the car. Everybody, we're going here. This is what we're going to do today. But as I got older, I had to learn, as we all got older, I had to learn like how to guide from behind. I couldn't say because I said so anymore. Right. I actually had to use a lot of more critical thinking because you guys are really good at coming at every angle, debate, like why, why not? I had to really step up and create like what was my reasoning. But I, the biggest thing I've learned is how to just ask for advice and have you guys like weigh in on a matter. How did that make you feel when you were asked what your advice or if you wanted to do something or not was? Valued would be the word I'd use for that because it definitely makes us feel more important. 
it uh, connects us to the problem at hand more than uh, just being a you know piece on the puzzle. Yeah, that makes sense. I know that when I used to drive the car and you guys didn't drive, y'all had no idea where we were going. If I said, hey, we need to be here or Do you, don't you remember that place? You're like, nope, because you didn't have to. You were just in the car and you were a follower, basically. Yeah. But now that you guys are driving and you guys have stepped up, I mean, I've gotten more great advice than probably any counselor ever. I mean, I'm like, who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, and where did you get this advice? Like, how how does it come? Because for years I was your everything. And now, you know, you've grown and spread wings and now you're coming back with amazing advice for me. Yeah. You know, part of going to school is, um, you know, learning that frustration of trying to get people to do what you want and (laughs) having no leeway to get that. And so I I definitely have better understood your perspective on this (laughs) where, you know, it's so much easier to just ask somebody to do something or tell them to do something. But uh, part of going to school is, you know, they, they try and push critical thinking onto you. And so if you don't give us a reason or it's really short notice or we don't think it's important, then, you know, obviously you're going to have some pushback from us. Right, right. So team spirit and asking your perspective on it or your opinion on it is key, right? Yeah. Uh, make, you know, just make us feel valued by telling us what it's about, what it's for. You know, you know asking nicely always, you know, goes a long way here I want to talk about this the things we have done to create good relationships with our kids what you have done or what you want to do yeah any of that Uh, share with the audience like any of that okay well finding a point of commonality is really important I think Uh, if you have a shared activity that you both like to do and that you could do together absolutely jump on that (laughs) I I can't imagine uh, like if you don't find something you both have in common uh, when I'm out in college and I have my own uh, personal life and uh, a life outside of, you know, the home I had, uh, when I call you, what can I say? Can, can, can I talk about, like, the latest book we both read? Or am I going to be, you know, talking about the weather? Or there has to be something that you can connect with on a deeper level. Yeah, that's a great point. And I know with you guys, you and your dad, oh, my gosh, y'all are – constantly reading all these books and if dad's not caught up you're in there wrestling him saying come on dad you've got to get caught up with this book or um yeah there's so many things i know with yeah if you don't have commonality it's like what what is the point i mean (laughs) what do you have to say so just people who know each other (laughs) yeah and we are wanting to establish deep-rooted relationships with our kids so okay that is awesome so you know i can't even believe that time has run out on this show but um what I'd like to say is, is, kid, I believe in you. You can do anything, and you're going to fly and do all the stuff, and the sky is the limit for you. Here's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be awesome. Thank you for being an amazing son. Thank you for, you know, <laughs> teaching me all the things that I need to be taught. I mean, you have definitely brought so much joy. <laughs> I know. I'm sure I'm just being the mom right now. (laughs) And you're being so cool about it, just sitting over here in your baseball cap, just letting me do my thing. But you really have. You kids have um, brought so much joy and happiness to my life, and you've made me a better person. So until next time, here's to living your best life. Hey, guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars. 
and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4 or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.